Hello and welcome to Empowering Minds, the new Brussels-based podcast from Mental Health Europe, hosted by me, Robin Murphy. On Empowering Minds, we'll be discussing all things mental health. But as this is episode one, you're probably wondering why are we calling this series Empowering Minds? Well, firstly, we hope to bring you some of the best minds working in the mental health field today. But more importantly, we also want to empower your understanding of mental health by discussing some of the big mental health and well-being topics. To bring you this series, we've teamed up with a number of other organisations. And for episode one, we've been working with UBESU, the Organising Bureau of European School Student Unions. And that link might just give you a clue about the subject for episode one of Empowering Minds. Awareness about mental health in children is growing and one in 10 young people are diagnosed every year. New research into young people and their mental health shows that one in five young adults aged between 19 and 24 have had experience... 50% of adult mental health problems beginning around puberty. That feels like the compassion and the economics of society are just not meeting in the right way. That's right, in episode one we'll be discussing young people's mental health. Later we'll hear from Magda, a school psychologist from Poland, and our roving reporter Laura will talk to some young people at the European Youth Event in Strasbourg. But first we'll hear from Emma, who was born in Scotland and now lives in France, about her own experiences of depression and anxiety. I'm Emma and I'm nearly 21 years old and I'm currently studying Flight Languages and International Relations in Bordeaux and I'm currently doing a traineeship here at Mental Health Europe and yeah, it's in order to complete my studies. I wonder if you could um, sort of start from the beginning, as it were, and tell us your story and maybe when you first started thinking you might be um, experiencing some difficulties? I've always been a very stressed out person. Um, I've just considered it to be a part of my personality. Everybody around me, my friends and family know that I struggle with stress and anxiety. And that per se is not a problem as long as you can deal with it. Um, But as I grew into my young adult years, it started becoming more of a problem. I moved to to another town to go to university and I did put a lot of pressure on myself to perform at uni and I wanted to be perfect at everything basically and it was too much for me to handle and just as time went on I started feeling more and more stressed for no reason. I would get a lot of like palpitations in my chest and I started getting quite bored of everything and started getting quite sad and crying a lot of the time and my mum and dad started talking to me and telling me that they were quite worried about my well-being because I'd lost a lot of weight. After that I went to see my general GP and I just told him all the symptoms that I had and he said well you're clinically depressed and I was I was like, are you joking? I mean, that's not possible. And he said, yeah, it is possible. So he gave me medication and I didn't want to take it. 
and I refused to believe that I was depressed and I just kept on living my everyday normal life. Why, why did you refuse to believe it? You just didn't want to or you thought you were so used to it, you didn't really didn't really see it from the outside what it was like or, or why, why were you so reluctant to, to do it? I think because it meant having to admit that I wasn't well um, and it was, how can I say this? Um, being very energetic as a person and being quite, I, I always like smiling and like laughing, like having a good time and being depressed is the complete opposite of that. And I think admitting that I was depressed meant that I was going to have a long challenge to kind of overcome. So after doing that, I was like, okay, maybe, maybe I am depressed. So I did accept that and I started taking medication and I went downhill, very badly downhill. And because the medication that was given to me just didn't suit me, uh, it was the wrong medication. I'm not saying that medication is bad. I'm not against medication. Um, but for you, it just wasn't, the, it didn't really work as expected and it wasn't as useful as maybe your doctor had thought it was going to be. Yeah, that it, it just didn't work for me. It just made me feel worse. And, and what happened then then? So you took this medication, you weren't feeling so great. What was, what was the next step? After that, I kind of, um, I don't know how to say this in English. I'll say it in French then. <laughs> Je me suis replié sur moi-même. Um... I kind of shut myself off from yeah. the world and I didn't know who to talk to. Um, I'd seen a couple of psychologists and that didn't, they didn't help me at all because I just felt that I was talking about my situation, but nothing. I, I just felt like nobody understood and I felt like I was alone. I didn't sleep at night because of all these panic attacks that I would have and just you, feeling depressed kind of makes you tired as well. Mm. And I was just exhausted and I didn't want to go to uni. I didn't want to study. I didn't want to see anyone. Um, so I just spent a lot of my days in my flat in the dark, um, just like crying and screaming into my pillow. And just I, I thought it was the end for me. I didn't I didn't know how to cope with it anymore. So I got in touch with a psychiatrist. Was this through the university or just through the through just through the medical system or? No, it was through uh, the French medical system. I wanted to see a psychologist um, through the university services, but the waiting list is absolutely ridiculous. So um, Certainly in the UK, there's a lot of stuff at the moment about there being long waiting lists, particularly for young people who want to access services. You think that's the same in, or it is the same in, in France as well? Oh, yeah. I mean, I called the... Um, the medical center at university and I asked them well can I see a psychologist and when um so it's free that's good um however I had to wait I think two and a half months to be able to see a psychologist and that was for one appointment the system definitely needs to be improved um I don't know how I'm not a, I'm not a politician I'm not a doctor I don't know how these things work but um but your voice as a service user so to speak is yeah probably the most important in lots of ways yeah i do agree i mean you're right it's soul destroying actually when you finally admit that you need help that in itself is very hard to admit and then when you make the decision to talk about it they'll say oh well you, you can't now because there's too many people in your in your situation so you went through the medical system to see a psychiatrist is that right yeah mm -hmm. and what what happened then I knew that I needed medication, but I also needed 
a plan of action to help me get back on my feet. I didn't need somebody just listening to what I had to say. So this person gave me concrete things to do. He gave me, and he gave me the feeling that I was understood. I felt like he understood um, what I was going through. And for the first time through my whole depressive episode, that that was the first person that really understood me. And that felt like a whole weight was taken off my shoulders. He gave you some hope for the future in, in lots of ways. Yeah, he, he reassured me. He changed the medication my first doctor had given me. And that wasn't the end of it. I mean, it did get worse before it got better again. But that was the, the first positive step that I had took to recovery. That was a sort of real turning point for you. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. I wonder... Um... You talked a little bit before about not being much support in universities. As you'll know, this podcast is going to be focusing on young people's mental health. This is why we're talking to you. Mm-hmm. I wondered if you had any reflections on, you know, just in general terms, your friends or family, people of your age. It seems to me, at least, that uh, mental health in young people is a big issue. It's a big topic. A, Certainly from my experience, you know, I'm 28, so a few years ahead of you, but not not many. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people I know have experienced mental health difficulties in one form or another. I wonder, do you think that mental health issues in young people are rising? Do you think they're a big issue? What's your general opinion about it? I think it is a big issue. And I don't think people talk about it enough. I mean, myself, before going through my mental health issue, I'd never heard of the terms mental health put together. I'd never heard of that expression ever. And when you when you open your eyes and read a lot of articles, when you look around you, a lot of people suffer from mental health issues, especially young people. Um, and I think it is a generational problem. I mean, I can't speak for the generations before because I wasn't there. Mm. But um, I think this, the over-booming generation of screens, I think it's, mm. it, it doesn't help. It seems to me that there's a bit of a paradox in a way because... It's often said that, you know, the internet connects people and makes people connected. But the sort of paradox is they're more connected by also being more separate. You know, they're all yeah. individualized and compartmentalized, both in a in a physical in a way, separated, just interacting with each other separately, but also in a sort of locked into different groups mm-hmm. online. Um, and it gives you a sense of false love. I mean, I don't yeah. know how to... I mean, it's, I think your self-worth is kind of evaluated by how many likes you can Mm. get on a picture or how many comments somebody will leave underneath your photo and it gives this sense of yeah artificial love you think that might be one of the principal causes maybe of why a lot of young people anyway uh, are experiencing mental health difficulties I think it's one of the main issues, maybe not the only one. Um, because you, you talked a little bit about at the beginning there about the stress of moving to a new place and, and that kind of thing. And it seems to me that um, that's something, an experience a lot of young people have. Certainly, anyway, moving from one place mm-hmm. to another, do you think that might be a factor? Yes, definitely. It was definitely a factor in my um, mental health issue. And I think it's a, it's a big step, you know, going from high school to leaving home. Um I was talking to my parents about this and when they were at university, they did a a degree and they got a job directly after. Um, There wasn't all this hesitation about, am I going to end up jobless? Am Am I actually going to spend my life doing something I hate? And I think that is a growing issue 
that the generations before maybe didn't have. There wasn't all the pressure to get massive amounts of work experience for free and yeah. and to know exactly what you wanted to do straight away and mm-hmm. then get straight on the on the career ladder without any hesitation or wandering around and maybe trying a few new things. It was all mm-hmm. very people had felt that like they had more options and there was less stress about getting a job because I think that probably is a big factor for a lot of young people. Yeah, yeah you combine the stress of like finding a job, the stress of having to go to university, get a degree, or not even university, regardless of what kind of studying you're doing. Um, you combine that with technology, social media, the pressure, the peer pressure of, you know, your 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 social group. It just it escalates and it becomes too much for one person to handle without support. And if you don't deal with that early on, it can develop into a massive issue. I wondered if somebody was listening to this right now who maybe could see themselves in some of your experiences, what would your advice be for them? Take some time to think about what you need. Take um, take all the time that you need to write down I think writing really helped me just write down with certain bullet points what you feel what you're going through and go and talk to a specialist I mean it's very very hard to get through this on your own I tried getting through depression on my own and it's not possible you you, that's my opinion it's impossible if you're at school go and talk to your teachers go and say something about it do not stay on your own and keep it all to yourself because it will eat you from the inside out. Um, I would definitely advise talking about it. And be aware of what you read online. That's something that I want to come back to. Is just There's so much out there on the internet and a lot of it's great and a lot of it's not so great. Take everything you read with a pinch of salt. And maybe something that did help me as well is meditation. If you suffer from stress and anxiety, um taking 10 or 20 minutes out of your day to kind of just let everything go and focus on the present moment and that definitely helps because I think it's very hard nowadays to just take a couple of minutes for yourself and not think about anything else but the way you're breathing and just how you feel. Is there any other points you'd like to make? Just don't feel that you're alone that is um, to summarize everything that was that I would like to end with that I mean we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to deliver, especially as young people. I, I, I believe when, you know, so many things are changing in your life and you're you're trying to become this person that everybody thinks you should be. Just think about what's right for you. And if you feel that you need help, go and ask for help. I honestly don't think that I would be here today if I hadn't reached out for that help. I don't even know if I'd be here at all, if you know what I mean. So, well... Thank you very much for um, sharing your experiences. Um, Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. After hearing Emma's story, I wanted to find out if lots of other young people were experiencing similar issues. To find out more, I sat down for a chat with Magda, a school psychologist from Poland. I'm Magda Rudnicka uh, and I'm a psychologist now for for 15 years actually but last nine years I work particular in secondary school with teenagers at the age from 16 to 19. 
And how do you think things have changed over that over that period that you've been working in the school? Um, at the beginning, people came with some normal thing that the teenagers, uh, the, the, the problems that teenagers around the world mm-hmm. have. Uh, and I think, of course, they, uh, they were people, and they still are people with, for example, depressions, anxiety. But it was like about 20%. Through these nine years I worked there, that thing changed. They still come, but the problems they come with are a little bit different. I mean, it's about 90% that people come with really serious problems. There are a lot of um, young people who are afraid of um, going out. They stay at home. They cannot go outside, see their peers, uh, yeah. go to the school, so they feel that there's a big loss in their the life. So... In those nine years, then, things have gone from being fairly low level to being much more serious. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you have the number of people coming to see you changed? Are there now more people as well as it being more serious? Or is it about the same number of people every year? The last three years, it's much more. Yeah. And of course, still, the, the group with this normal, um, average mm-hmm. uh, teenagers' problems come as well. But um, this, um, the level of the balance between, you know, this uh, ordinary problems, maybe not ordinary, I'm sorry, it's not ordinary, every uh, problem is very serious, and, but, but the balance is, is not the same. Yeah. I mean, uh, there are a lot of cases that are really um, concerning. You've kind of talked about the fact that the, the problems young people are facing seem to be getting worse. Why do you think that is? The first thing I, I have to say because um, that really there are many problems, there are much more problems, uh, mental problems. And the second one is that a consciousness about the meaning of therapy and consulting is mm-hmm. higher. Okay. So they are not afraid, they are not ashamed of being seen, for example, that they come into my office, right? And this is great. For me, this is the best uh, the best thing I could work on because that's what I wanted. Yeah, that people are, are happy to talk about their difficulties if they have yes, them. Yes, they're not afraid. Just have, a, have some candy and let's go, right? And uh, um, But the problems are much deeper there are a lot of complex problems and i think that the 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 cause of it or causes of it i think there are many and i think we should have to look for for long term the researchers to find out but what i think with speaking with my uh, colleagues etc the world we are living now for example i mean i mean the changes which are now happening I mean, this uh, internet society, maybe this is a trivial, but yes, uh, yeah. we've got some, some nice pictures and uh, of people who look nice and they're really nice, rich and etc. Yeah. We think that is the truth. This is, this is it. We stop seeing, you know, this grade. We see just white and black and we always see our friends we see in the, in the classroom. But on an Instagram or on Facebook, it's... And it looks perfect yeah, when, it's when in fact... a different story and we yeah. don't know which is right, which is wrong. Yeah. We start to we start to be confused about our lives. Yeah. Is my life is 
perfect or not perfect, mm. right? If it's not perfect, so it's something something wrong with me. The changes uh, by the internet, because we can talk about many things. I don't want to say that it's the only reason, because no, it's not. Yeah. I, I'd say that maybe I have some backgrounds because... Unfortunately, I'm much older than teenagers, <laughs> but fortunately, I grew up in some some different kind of uh, period, yeah, period yeah. and um, I I see the difference. Teenagers don't. One one part of of this causes, I think, in Poland, uh, I think it's cool as well because it's quite competitive, competitive, mm-hmm. and uh, they always have some exams and they learn to 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 do the exams, not to know what in what they are really good at mm-hmm. and what can do with their love and to be a big car- a good carpenter is good as well not only a professor but i think that the the, the increase of of uh, of this difficulties this it's i think that it's too much of everything of of expectations of uh, that comes from that come from parents they come from themselves right uh, the the virtual life everyone likes to lie on the couch and watch some netflix come on yeah. but you know but being in some some serials is like jumping into this world and when you finish it's like emptiness it's yeah. feel like a like a hollow big yeah, big mm-hmm. hollow. People are social, sociable animals. We are, we are meant to be among other people. Yeah, and not with this, with this uh, glass wall of, of the smartphones, yeah. etc., computers. But interacting them and um, having this, uh, the whole package of feelings and emotions. Not many psychologists work at schools. Uh, I think that's the pity for me. It's like I love this job. Um, I wouldn't quit it. Sometimes I really want to quit it and start to sell some potatoes. <laughs> it would be much easier, but I really like it uh, because I feel that, um, that that there is something in it. Thank you very much for being involved. Thank you very much for, for making the possibility of yeah. being involved. Good yeah, stuff. thank you very much. To finish this episode, Laura from Mental Health Europe travels to the European Youth Event in Strasbourg to hear what some of the young participants think about mental health. Could you tell me your name and where you're from? Hey, my name is Charlotte. I'm from France. Mental health is always affecting a lot of people in the in school in my I see my friends who have problems. I think we have to speak about it together and the people have to know that sometimes it's normal being anxious or but sometimes it's not normal and they have to speak about it and we have um, a psychological but Mm, nobody goes to to talk with her because she's always walking. She don't. She doesn't have a lot of time. And I think we have to to have more psychological in our school and more support. Maybe the teachers could talk about it with us and just to make people aware that it's a real problem and 
it doesn't have to be left. My name is Mali, I'm 17 and I'm from Germany. My best friend and I were um, talking very much about, for example, Instagram, uh, because he has like, I think, 500 followers and um, he thinks often about um, what pictures he wants to upload and uh, he gives me advice, for example. And um, he often asks how his picture looks and what I think about them. And my best friend, he has some issues with um, with bulimi, so so he looks fine at the moment, but I'm often afraid about his future um, because it doesn't seem like his eating behavior gets normal, but you know, now he has a normal weight and I'm often concerned about his future, yes. Hi, my name is Zoe, I'm 17, I'm from Ireland. Back when I was between the ages of 11 up to recently, I was very badly bullied, which led to different eating disorders, um, which I couldn't seek professional help for. It just didn't seem like the right option for me uh, personally. However, I was able to reach out to my friend group. Um, we are all quite open and if one feels down we try our best to build each other up and take care of each other. It's extremely important to us that our friends feel alright and they did that for me. Helps me understand that what was happening while it was bad what was happening to me that I could get help for it and it could stop, it could end, that it wasn't, I wasn't going to feel this way forever. Towards the end of the cycle when I was finally starting to come to terms and I reached out for professional help um, I spoke to an adult, um, but I was I was given like worksheets on depression, which is what I was feeling. I was feeling really really down, and I just didn't want to get out of bed and go to school. And I was given worksheets and told to fill them out and then come back. But I didn't want to fill out worksheets. I, I wanted someone to try and help me with what I was feeling. Um, and then that was it. There was just the one session. There was no follow-up. There was no, how are you feeling? There was no anything else after that. It was really just my friends that helped build me up through it. I definitely think counsellors need to be trained better to like understand what's happening and how they can help, because we do need help. But sometimes it's hard to ask for it. Hi, uh, my name is Ida. I'm 23 year years old. I'm from Finland. I'm a university student, and I study international and European relations. There is an awful lot of mental health issues and many people who have struggled or are struggling with mental health issues at the uh, at this time there is a lot and, and that's very unfortunate uh, in terms of, of availability of help well I have experience from both Finland and Sweden and at least in the university in Sweden we do have uh, some kind of university counsellor. Hello, my name's Amy and I come from uh, Ireland. I'm here part of the youth organisation for OGA. Uh, so when it comes to me and uh, finding where to like, like express my problems, it was kind of a hard issue for me because um, my parents, they come from a very traditional background. So like when I was like, hey, mom, I'm sad. She was like, I just get over it. It'd be grand. So it was just kind of like that stage of like, I couldn't ask for therapy because my mom wouldn't let me get it and stuff like that. So I had to find like other means where I could find it. So I found that through like a discussion with like friends of mine and like close family relatives. Or um, I'm, I'm gonna advertise my youth organization a bit here, but I did find a lot of happiness from our youth organization. Really, just even talking to people that you're close to, that can be like the answer to what you really need and I think that's kind of like my take on that question. My name is Julia. And where are you from? Germany. 
why do you think many people um, experience mental health uh, difficulties? We all have this picture in our minds how we should be, but no one is like this. Maybe we have this picture of this uh, beautiful woman with these uh, eyebrows which are on fleek and the cheekbones <laughs> and we couldn't have this because of our biology and then we should um, be not ourselves because uh, we are not that perfect um, and I think being someone else is not healthy I think uh, the society won't change. Um, the internet is just everywhere, and so there's everywhere this mes message that you had to be like this. I think um, friends are really important because they see you how you are, and they like you how you are, and that is just wonderful. So that's all we have time for on episode one of Empowering Minds. If you'd like to receive episode two straight into your inbox, go to www.mhe-sme.org forward slash podcast. I'd like to say thank you to purpleplanet.com for the music featured in this episode and a big thank you to Emma and Magda and the European Youth Event participants Amy, Charlotte, Ida, Yulia, Mally and Zoe. That's all we have time for from us. We hope you'll join us for episode two of Empowering Minds.